This is Productive Thoughts. It's the 3rd of February, 2021. We're going to change things up a little bit this episode. Um, I've recently joined a platform called Stereo. And what it does is allow you to um, talk to like different people on the platform. It's sort of like a social social media in a sense. Only it's like audio. So it, think of it as like a um, public phone call where people can... Um, listening and sort of see what everyone sort of has to say um and they can also like send messages into the call and you can answer them and stuff so this is just a little um 50 minute 47 minute sort of like talk thing that i done um with someone called zach and yeah this is it bit of been interesting to talk about like we don't know each other at all, so we're sort of just sort of like getting to learn like what each what we do, and um, you know, it's about like creativity and like more on like filmmaking and stuff like that. But it's interesting. You should have a have a listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Great, <laughs> brilliant, 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 brilliant. That's good. All right. I don't know what was happening. Um. I tried to call you a few times already, but I don't know. What's good anyway? Uh, not so much. Uh, I was actually just um, sitting down, and uh, I was like, oh, "I'll just sit down and like meditate for a second while I'm waiting for the call." And then my uh, my uh, mom was like, "Weren't you just to call someone at 12? And I was like, "Oh, sh- I thought the notification." <laughs> uh, my uh, my phone didn't make a noise, so I was literally oh, right. okay. on my phone, not responding for no reason. So sorry about that. Okay. No, no, it's fine. It's all good. Um. So how about you? What? What are you? What do you got? What kind of projects you have going on? Man, at the minute, I'm in university studying um animation. animation. It was it was actually kind of yeah animation. I wasn't even really gonna go into it. Um, but around like August of last year, um, with like the whole COVID situation and stuff, I was sort of like I was sort of thinking to myself like, well. If I'm not really gonna be getting any work out of because I previously do have like I'm a graduate in like a film school, so I see. um I am as well. And then uh, yeah yeah and then August sort of came around and I was like there was no sort of work going obviously because of like COVID and I'm sort of thinking to myself like what what can I do and uh, I ended up applying to animation for like a university and I got into it and that's what I'm doing at the minute. That's really cool. Um, yeah yeah. That's interesting. So I guess, uh, are you, are you, I guess it's interesting to go to school when you can't, I guess, maybe meet in person or are, are you able to do that? Or is it mostly like Zoom and stuff like that? Like all of them? Yeah, no, well, in Ireland, um, it's a pretty, pretty strict lockdown rules. So we're all doing it online, um, okay. which is sort of handy in my life because with animation, um, you can work away on computers and stuff anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it's interesting because uh, in the United States, a lot of people are still able to go to school, still able to go to actual classes. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very interesting situation. Uh, I I graduated long before the pandemic, and I haven't gone back, not getting like a master's or anything. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not not in a rush to given the situation. I'm really trying to I'm trying to like stay locked down as well. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's interesting. The the rest of the world is kind of you know they're just you know still doing it, but staying home, you know, doing it safely. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like animation, you could definitely get that done, get the same or approximate value. The only thing is, of course, when you're, 
when you're in a when you're a filmmaker, I feel like it's it's so good to be able to like meet people all the time, you know, especially if you live in like a city, being able to like like I went to school in New York, so being able to like meet people all the time, you're meeting musicians, you're making music videos, you're constantly meeting people and to not have that yeah. kind of environment is a little uh I mean, probably not so good for your mental health, you know, <laughs> necessarily anyway. But no, yeah, because like last yeah, last semester, um like there was like it was just a solo project, so it was just me working on my own. And like I wasn't I wasn't like communicating with pretty much anyone in the class and it was just so like it just felt like so lonely. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like I can see it already. Um this semester in contrast is very like there's a lot of communication between like other people. Yeah. So with like it's a group it's a group project, so we're all sort of like talking on like Zoom or whatever. Um, it's yeah. it's great. Like I can already sort of see it sort of improved my mood already. Like you know what I mean. So that sort of aspect's very very important in like the whole sort of filmmaking industry. Yeah, of course. That's that's cool that you guys were able to do a group project and have that kind of socialization. That's also why apps like this. Like I found this app in October, and mm-hmm. like having shows on this regularly has really uh, changed my mindset as well. Being able to talk and connect with people, especially all across yeah. the world. You know, it's really open. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? Anyway, what sort of stuff are you doing, or what are you working on? Uh, right now, I'm making a web series uh, called The Brut Bros. Um, it's like mm-hmm. a, a two two like frat guys that uh, they start missing each other after they graduate from college. So it's like a bromantic comedy, a uh, very silly. Yeah. And so it's I'm uploading it to Rizzle, my friend who I went to college with. She's in Pennsylvania, and I live in Florida. So we're like a thousand miles away, but we're able to still record ourselves and like edit it together, you know, do some editing tricks, make it like, like we're in the same room or whatever. And uh, yeah. so we just uploaded the first episode and it got like 10,000 views. So we were like, oh shit, we got to start uploading more. So we got, we got more going. Um, and then I've been uh, kind of blogging on Medium. I, I write articles, blog posts for Medium, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to reach different people with that develop my ideas i try to write every day and um in addition i uh spend a lot of time with my family um you know pretty much just locked down i uh, you know just uh m- making the progress i can in my career online and stuff and uh taking it one day at a time yeah that's it that's, that's, i suppose that's all you sort of can't do at the minute like yeah. um would you would you say you're like more of like a writer sort of type yeah yeah i would definitely say that yeah See, that's one of the skill sets that I don't have, and it's it's something that I definitely want to like learn more about. I've I always see. sort of like hated the writing process of everything. That's interesting. I've hated the mm. everything else process. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, oh. I would be more of like a visual sort of like camera type person. It's like more oh, okay. of like a cinematographer sort of thing. Um, I'm sure you've seen my Instagram. It, you have Adam on Instagram, so um, you can you you probably see like all the like photos that I've taken and stuff, and like all that sort of stuff I'm doing, like photography and stuff as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to see some of it. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, so, are you do you try to improve your writing as well? Nah, I'm even scared to touch it. To be honest, I'm not scared. Like you know, what I mean? but um, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just. I'd rather like not do it, but I also understand that I need to do it as well. You know what I mean? It's something that I do want to do in the future, but um, probably after I finish this animation course, 
Um, but I'm just sort of focusing on visuals at the minute. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking back at the Instagram now. I see. Yeah, you have like a nice, uh, it kind of like all the photos kind of have a similar color scheme. They're all kind of, you know, cold and a little darker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like move away from that, but it's it's hard because that's just sort of naturally what I gravitate towards. It's funny in that sort of way. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you could definitely add variety, but it's also, you know, it's okay to have, uh, you always have things that you gravitate towards, you know, certain things that you always write or certain things you always should uh, photograph, you know, certain subjects you come back to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, uh, it's such a, that's, uh, like, I'm trying to look into, like, freelance writing and stuff. They always say you got to find your niche, you know, the thing that you want to keep coming back to, the the thing that you're, like, an expert in. So I guess it's kind of mm-hmm. like that, too, you know, finding what you can establish yourself as, you know, people, you know, if like someone sees that, maybe they'll be like, well, I know he has, uh, you know, I want a lot of gray tones in my film or something. It's like, I know, I know Dermot got this, you know, I, I see yeah. his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's also what's interesting about social media is that it could be like, you're sort of like, you create your own portfolio at all times. You, you have a digital library that you can just create for yourself to make yourself more marketable as an artist for various commercial purposes. You know, if you want to, shoot commercials or if you want to be hired by a studio or whatever you know you can you can start at any time you know you could create your career when you're like 12 now it's crazy that's true that's so true i've been trying i've actually been trying to do that um i've done a few um like paid photograph gigs but like not enough to make a career out of it you know what i mean um of course but it is sort of definitely i want to try and get into at least whenever i sort of graduate um, get like a stable because that's the, that's the main thing isn't it it's just getting money because like I have a basic camera you know what I mean I have a decent camera but it's not like anything amazing so it's yeah. it, quality is a bit of a struggle at the minute but I would love to go definitely go into like you know doing more commercial work and stuff as well yeah it's um, I feel like with, with um, filmmaking and other arts it's, it's very like a, a very confusing road a very long road from uh, using it as like you know something that you do it's like oh your friends are like oh it's a hobby right it's like now I'm trying to make this my career but it's like how do you get there yeah, yeah, yeah. time and, and there's a lot of confusion something that I was telling my friend the other day because um, I guess with the pandemic I'm turning more to social media so you know I'm, I started this podcast and I started finding um, you know I'm more on LinkedIn now than I ever was and I was like why wasn't I doing this before because this is so good for like making connections and stuff that, um, you know, like you could advance your career sometimes more online than you can offline, you know, and yeah, or at least it's a good supplement at the least. And now it has to be the whole thing because of the lockdowns anyway, but it's a, it is just a useful tool anyway. And so I feel like in school, they should have been like when I went to school, it would have been cool if there was a course on social media where someone was like, y'all need to get on TikTok right now. Like someone should have been pushing that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Would you know who Gary V is? Yes, uh, found like one of the Twitter investors, big like wine guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found him like three years ago, and he pretty much sort of like pushed me to do the whole like social media thing. Um, so I've been really doing that for about three years, but it's starting to sort of slow down now. I don't know why. I think it's like more to do with like the the algorithms or whatever. I feel like I'm being punished for something that they've done or something. I don't know, but like the algorithms are sort of working against me. I see. So well, I guess what, what social media are you, do you focus on? 
Instagram's the main one, but I've been trying to push everyone out into other um, platforms as well. Like, I've started promoting, like, things like Snapchat, um, Facebook, LinkedIn is another good one. But it's a yeah, struggle, yeah. you know what I mean? It is a struggle. I, uh, yeah, I, it's, the other thing is, like, how do you keep up and create enough stuff to keep the attention? Because, like, you have to kind of be, like, ridiculously prolific to keep the attention uh, stay on people's minds. Um, which uh, it's interesting because to actually like fill up your social media to actually make it a productive use, you have to actually kind of detach from it because like it's very easy to get into like that like scroll habit and you're just scrolling other people's stuff all the time. You're not actually producing anything. Like to actually create yeah. enough content, um, there like you have to kind of like completely detach from it. So like I use an app called Cold Turkey Writer, it makes it so you can't use any of your apps on the internet, and I use that to create lots of like i i have a i set like a ridiculous word count for the day and then i try to meet that and then uh when i open up my apps i say i can start posting things to like twitter or linkedin and medium and facebook and stuff like that i come up with new ideas for videos it's it's very uh it's very cool that's cool yeah yeah the only thing with me i would be like i just would i would just delete the app i just i'd be that sort of person like i'm not that disciplined i would just like delete the app and then go and use it it's, it's sort of funny <laughs> in that sort of way i've always tried yeah. to use like um you know like is it the i think like apple have like the um the timed sort of like screen thing where you're you're only allowed like on your phone for like a certain amount of time yeah yeah i think I, like, I see. Apple has a or something. um but i've tried using that and it does it just doesn't work i just end up like turning it off and just wow. using it as normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm not good with my phone but on my computer the, the app cannot be deleted once you start so i set like a four thousand word count oh, shit. get out of it it's i'm stuck i have to actually do it or like i'd have yes, to like yeah. i'd have to get a new computer which is not in my uh <laughs> which so, is expensive yeah. yeah 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 no that's fair but uh um, it's a pretty, pretty effective tool yeah 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 I would definitely say, I um, but yeah, I mean Instagram, especially for a photographer or anyone or a filmmaker, like Instagram is where it's at. That's, but I'm not, I'm not truly a, I'm not really a, um, I, I guess because I'm more of a writer, and I honestly mm-hmm. only got Instagram like the year before, and I don't know if you saw it, but my my shit's all scattered. I'm uploading like, uh, different like podcasts and then like a random photo and then different pieces. Yeah, of I've seen your Yeah, um, like. Stereo? Yeah, yeah, stereo. Stereo has been big for me recently. I really like stereo. Um, it's been a huge use. And then for, tw- I use Twitter a lot, um, or starting to, because of its uh, literary like communities. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I only got this app like two days ago. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know about like America or whatever, but like in Ireland, there's not very many people on it. But I, I feel like it's gonna sort of grow to get a lot bigger than it already is. So like I I'm so. sort of think, um, like I may as well try and like create an audience here at the minute while I'm waiting for yeah, everyone I, to catch up. I think so because the thing is that it's a very awesome idea. I mean, you create a like because it used to be like beforehand. I was like talking to my friends. I was like, "You want to build a podcast?" They were like, "Yeah, I would love to." 
And so, like, you know, you get caught up, though, you never do it because you're like, oh, I need to add music. I need to have, I guess, that topic. I need to have a um, sections, you know, how long is the, I need to make all these decisions. This is just like, it's like having a phone call, but it's public and other people can call in. Yeah. Yeah, So so other people call in, you just have a conversation and you just kind of, it's a lot, it's a lot of improvisation and you don't have to really prepare. Mm -hmm. Like you could not just set, you can just do an open talk. You could jump into a lobby right now with a stranger. You know, we happen to schedule this, but you know, it's very simple and easy and you can literally talk to anyone across the world. So it's, it's, it basically makes podcasting just like a phone call, which I think is a really revolutionary thing. So I, I'm pretty sure this will catch on. Definitely, yeah. I've actually tried starting my own po- podcast. Um, two of them, actually. Oh, um, wow. Like last, one during lockdown, like one during like the very start of lockdown where like everyone was sort of motivated to like do stuff because they were trying to keep like each other occupied. So I was like doing like calls on instagram instagram lives and then i was taking the audio from that and uploading it on the a podcasting service and just doing it that way and then beforehand um i was like it was sort of like an interview style sort of thing but i was like interviewing different people in my class for like my film class and just sort of seeing what they're up to and all that sort of thing um i didn't really catch on but you know practice makes perfect you know what i mean yeah, you get it's better. what you learn in the process. Um, and yeah. just connecting with people keeps you busy. It gives you different ideas. Um, I'm trying to do some interviews soon, too, because um, Medium is a great place to upload like interviews. Be like, you know, how to find your visual sense with Dermot Laughlin, you know, like something like that. You write articles like that, you know. Um, yeah. I just saw one recently with a writer from England that I had a podcast with. It was pretty cool. Um, so people do... Um, you know, they do those kind of interviews and you can upload them, turn them in the blog posts. And that's, that's another way maybe to drive engagement too. You know, I got, there's this um, desire to be like everywhere, you know, be on all the apps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've actually kind of started doing something similar on Instagram of what I've been doing is like, so I've made like templates. Like, it's sort of funny. It's like from like a Mac sort of screen. It's like, you know, the windows on Mac, I was sort of like trying to recreate the windows on Mac and like um have like you know each social media platform like LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um whatever it is, and then I would like screenshot it from my phone and place it inside this frame and like upload it on yeah there's you could probably go and see it now there's one already up there um on Instagram but it's like a frame. And it has my name on the background, just sort of scrolling. And then you can actually see the, the Twitter post that I put up. And it's sort of like a, a way to um, encourage people to follow me on Twitter or whatever. I'm just trying it out. Like, it's just it's something new that I'm trying. But see how it goes. That's cool. That's cool. I, uh, I'm i not sure if I can find it. But, uh, you know, you could also drop your Twitter on your um, to this, uh, whatever it's called, your... Um the stereo you can attach it to your account oh that's right yes 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 uh but i found your twitter so don't worry now now you got a new follower there you go (laughs) that's interesting so uh i guess how long have you been a photographer um has it been like since you went to college or before that too i'm sure pretty much yeah for the past what year is this now this is 21 um yeah i suppose it was really 
2018, I really started becoming a, a photographer. Um, 2018 was just sort of a lot of experimental stuff. It wasn't, I wasn't even really taking it too seriously. It was just more sort of like learning the craft of photography. Um, yeah, yeah. But you gain sort of a lot more knowledge as you do it. And I've sort of grown a lot more as a photographer. So now in 2021, I'm, I feel like if... <laughs> how to sort of think of what I'm saying here. Um, no, no, I feel like a lot, I'm a, okay. a lot better as a photographer now um, than I was back then. So three years I've been doing it. Um, and, well, yeah. um, that's really cool. So I think one thing, uh, have you heard of Pexels? Or Unsplash? Pexels? Pexels, Shutterstock. Oh, oh, t- oh t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so because I'm writing on Medium, there's oh, every Medium post has a photo. And, like, if you submit yeah. to any serious publication, they're like, we need a free stock photo. And so you, and they're like, there's these amazing stock photos that are all given away for free on a site called Pexels. And also Unsplash and Shutterstock. And, um, mm-hmm. But you, you, Pexels is, like, literally very easy to, like, anyone can begin there. Um, and I, I use Pexels because it's almost always free. The other sites have a mix of free and paid for content. And I don't want to get flagged yeah. for copyright, so I kind of tend toward Pexels. So yeah, but mm-hmm. for a photographer, you know, so I so say like I make a blog post, and it has, you know, it gets like four thousand views or whatever, um, or 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 like even like I write for like Psychology Today, like a really big publication, and I use their photo, even though they're not getting paid for it, they're getting a lot of exposure. And it might lead someone to like email them like, hey, we need a photo of a similar kind that we saw in Psychology Today from you, you know, something like that. So I would say that I would encourage like any photographer that's like really ready to put their work out there. I would start uploading to Pexels um, or, or Unsplash okay. and other sites. You just put up uh, yeah. photos and you're okay, you know, just giving away for free, uh, which mm-hmm. um, I, had a, I had a friend I told her about this. And she was like, oh, I have terabytes of stuff. So she's been uploading like crazy. So I started using hers for some of my blog posts. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can build a following on there. People can message you. You can use it to connect with other photographers all across the world. And you can use it to get exposure through various media outlets online. I'll actually try it, yeah. I have, um, I have a Shutterstock account with like one photo up. I haven't really been that consistent with it, but yeah, no, I've stock photography is, is um definitely something that I wanna um I should like invest in, you know what I mean? And put the time that in and all that sort of stuff. For sure, for sure. Um and the thing is like sometimes like I have to imagine like when they get to a couple thousand followers that like, something changes in their life and you know, they get new business opportunities. Like even writing on Medium, I only have like two hundred followers, but like I wrote this article about podcasting on here and somebody mm-hmm. gave me like a, like a connection to a paid opportunity to write for podcasts, uh, like a publication about podcasts. So, you know, you never know when you're just like throwing your stuff yeah. out there, what it might lead to eventually, you know, over like a six month to a year period, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a long yeah. game, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you and your, your writing then? What, what sort of, um, when did you start that? Um, well, I've been writing, you know, various things since I was like maybe 14 or 15, but uh, I went to school for filmmaking. And so I wrote a lot there. Um, I wrote sketch mm. comedy. I wrote, um, you know, uh, serious long form screenplays. Um, I did improv comedy. 
um, I did stand up. And then uh, when I graduated, um, I started making this YouTube channel, but then the pandemic hit, so that got cut off. And then we found this app called Rizzle, which uh, allows us to kind of collaborate via social distance. So now we're kind of bringing back old sketches that we used to make and trying to repurpose them for Rizzle and uh, make new content. So I'm kind of writing a lot more again. And then I found Medium in October. And so I've been writing a lot on Medium. And uh, so I would say since I found Medium, I've been writing much more regularly. And I'm writing in a more like article-based, nonfiction sort of format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, I suppose like with the whole writing process, for me, um, I just don't know where, where to start. Because with visual, you can sort of, like, this is sort of the way I sort of think of it. With visual, you can see the whole image at once. And I think yeah. this is probably my, my problem with writing. With writing, it's it's like a very sort of, you, you can only see a very sort of small amount at one time. So for yeah. me, it's sort of hard bigger picture when, when I'm writing. Versus That's when I'm, like, creating images and stuff. It's like I can see the whole picture and I can sort of see what I'm doing. And that's sort of, I think that's my whole fear of writing and, and where it stems from. Not sort of knowing like where you're going or where you're taking it or where you have already been. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why um, there's someone that I was reading online and he just built quite a platform via Medium and YouTube and such. And he was talking about that he started writing online when he was like 23, but he started journaling a lot when he was 21. So I was like, a lot of the writing... like a lot of the writers that you see they did a lot of writing that will probably never be published and that like just like like when i do like i sometimes i've been trying to set a four thousand word count which is kind of ridiculous but i set a four thousand word count and then i can't unlock my computer and then i write a lot of material and maybe only like a third of it huh is that four thousand words a day yeah four thousand a day uh, I've only been doing it for a couple of days, and I, I I don't think I've been able to keep up as much. I've been I've been stopping a little bit. As, I did it like yeah. three days in a row though, um, which mm-hmm. is like twelve thousand. Uh, and so like maybe not all of it's usable. In fact, maybe most of it's not. But it, it leads you to do ideas, and that becomes stuff for later. And I have been able to write a lot more medium posts from that. I have like five in my backlog right now that I'm getting ready to publish. Um, so I had like yeah. twelve thousand words. Maybe two thousand of them are going to be publishable, which I, which you know, it might not seem like a lot, but like writing that much, it it, it does change your mindset and it does make it so you have a lot more stuff. Now I feel like I don't, yeah. I, like I don't feel stuck anymore. Like beforehand, I was like, you know, I would write and I would get distracted by like Twitter or whatever, or like I'd be like, I don't know what to do with this piece. Like I don't know where it's going. Now I can't look at anything, so I'm embracing boredom more. And I think boredom is like a really good key to finding what you want to write you know, being bored and just sitting with yourself and not being able to go on the internet all the time. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's that sort of thing of, like, putting ink on the blank canvas. Yeah. Um, so you can, like, you know, you can develop your ideas into something a lot bigger. You can take what you've already done and improve on it. In a sense. Totally. 100%. I think it's also people get caught up because they're thinking in terms of outcome and product, you know, like, where is this going rather than like, where am I going to end up? You know, let me see, let me play, you know, let me explore. And so I think that focus on the outcome, like, oh, this has to be like a fully furnished, like, blog post that's like four minutes long. It's like, well, you set too many things like you don't 
why don't you just like write and see what happens rather than because the people want they want to get somewhere specific they want to be somewhere secure they want to get to the point where people are reading their stuff and they want to get to the point where they're maybe even making money because uh, medium mm-hmm. allows you to make money for based on read time so like oh some people make like thousands of dollars a month like crazy like they can have their whole yeah. career based on medium and like mm-hmm. a lot of people they read those articles and they figure that out and they're like oh i'm gonna like make it big in like a month and it's like they're like oh my god i've been trying and my, my articles have only made six cents what am i gonna do it's like well it's actually like a really yeah. long game you know if you really want to do yeah. this you need to, you need to stop complaining <laughs> and start writing yeah. it goes with everything like it's just it's all in, in the in the amount of work you put into it you know what i mean if you yeah, don't put yeah. work into it you're it's in the work you put in, but it's also in the attitude because uh, and someone they they said uh, that that they were writing for me and they were like, think of your uh, don't think of it as work, think of it as service. You know, like what can you provide someone? Because like it's like why would someone read what you have to say unless you're providing them something like you know entertainment, information, encouragement. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, and it's interesting because like having to write on there, I'm like, yeah, why would someone read my shit? So I'm reading a bunch of other people's shit, trying to figure out like why do I read their shit? And I was like. One of them, like mm. they, they, they make you feel like ecstasy. They make you feel like amazing. Like they make you feel like anything's possible. They give you new inspiration. They have like weird, quirky ideas for finding your new creativity. They're like, I watch a lot of emotional YouTube videos before I write, so I'm like crying before, and that inspires my best articles. And you're like, this guy's a mad. Yeah, right. yeah. it sort of gets you in that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Well, because mm. like I think what's interesting is that the what that guy understand his name is tim dunning the writer that said that he watches the youtube videos and stuff he, he has like a ridiculous following online through linkedin and um uh, medium and he's written for various blogs and stuff and what's amazing is i think he understands like people are coming at your writing from all kinds of different places like the, the world has descended into absolute madness like the pandemic has put so many people in such weird positions physically and mentally and so mm. he knows that anyone can click his article right now looking for like absolute change in their life and he's going to give it to them. He's going to give them like a, a new perspective and a sort of way out of this like like crazy mindset, maybe right. a little peace in a crazy time. He, he knows mm. the value of his writing. He knows that people are coming from a desperate sort of or transformational sort of place. And he's going to provide a sort of light out of that with his writing, which I think it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just no, say, no, it's fine. Your mind to like this idea of like you know because like you're re- like I'm writing articles. I'm like, oh, who would want to read this? And it's like you never know who needs to read this shit right now. It's like how how can I help someone else? So it really yeah. it's a whole mindset shift that changes everything you do. As, as, do as you, you ever find that your mental state often dictates how, like, what you're going to write about, or in mean, oh, what yeah, way you write about it? The yeah, emotion sure. that you're feeling will be conveyed yeah. within your work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody, uh, I wrote an article uh, recently, and somebody they said um, they said something uh, that, in retrospect, is kind of funny, but at the time it made me mad. They were like, "Are you do you are you sure you're ec- uh, an expert enough to write what you said?" I what I wrote was, "Do you need mm. a um, per- do you need a college degree to get a career in creativity? Do you need to go to college?" And I so I went to college and 
uh, for yeah. like filmmaking. So I wrote an article uh, that's basically saying that you can actually get all the cool stuff from college from elsewhere. You can do it by like watching YouTube videos. You can find community. Of course, yeah. Uh, and yep. that in America, it's also college is very expensive. So my basic point was just like, if you really don't feel like you have the money, you don't have to do it. If you really want you to, you, you do it other ways. Yeah, yeah. But somebody was like, are you an expert enough to like say that? You know, it's not like you're like, you know, have like millions and like, you're not, you're not really have a career that's like really set up yet. You know what I mean? And so then I wrote an article uh, afterwards where I was like, do you need to be an expert to, to write about something? And I was like, obviously it's coming from a place of like annoyance and like trying to justify. So of course yeah. uh, the, the emotions I feel, I didn't actually publish that article, although I, I might still, cause, but it's just funny. Cause like, of course your emotions will dictate what you're doing. You know, if you're in an angry state, you're going to write an angry article. Yeah. Uh, and that, that all has its value though, you know, cause then you look back on it and you can, you get a more mindful understanding of all the emotions you have. Cause like, Oh, there's my angry article there's my sad yeah yeah of course yeah yeah um i i I don't know i just i'm very interested in the fact that like your mindset is often reflected in your work i just i I think that's a crazy sort of thing um because looking back on my work it's definitely in it and like speaking to other artists and stuff they feel the exact same way and i'm always just sort of interested um in that sort of thing I see. What ways do you think uh, your work is shaped by your mindset or what are some examples that you feel like stick out to you? Well, definitely within COVID, um, you can <laughs> you can definitely see sort of my frantic um, at the start of it anyway. You can I've, I've deleted, I've not deleted them, but I've, I've privated a lot of the photos from the start of lockdown. But you can sort of see how like frantic I was to be able to like to get stuff out. And so it was just sort of like putting out stuff that i don't i don't personally think was very good it was just sort of stuff that like fill the grid you know what i mean because like with lockdown we're obviously not able to do so a lot of that sort of stuff and like my whole theme as well is very cold and very sort of like dark and depressing and like i don't want to go off and like like a a bit of a um mental health sort of run but it's it has that sort of feeling to it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's why it's interesting to see like all the art, obviously, that like we've enjoyed over the last like year, um, almost year, I guess, has has been, you know, in reaction to that. You know, even though people are trying to maybe make content that like doesn't necessarily like the 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 Brook Rose series that I'm making doesn't really focus on the pandemic at all yeah but like so much of what we've seen this year does you know a lot of the tv shows mm-hmm. they feature the mass you know they feature emergency workers responding um or they they take place in like isolated formats i mean there's been a crazy crazy time and even as we try to like pretend like our lives are normal you know that like we all know that it's not and so there's yeah. different uh and i see on the isa like when i'm looking for script gigs and stuff like that there's a lot of new um uh, there's a there's a lot of like new applications and media formats like digitized like interactive filmmaking media like um you know mm-hmm. like virtual reality stuff that they're trying to incorporate the fact that like our our lives are much more digitized than they've ever been and it's gonna yeah, it's only the pandemic has only pushed that forward so I feel like <clears throat> we're living in a more uh we're 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 all seeing the art reflect the changes that have happened over the last year yeah definitely. 
Um, even cool. like even. Oh god. Oh, it's just cool that you have those that that are even if you don't publish it or have it on your Instagram anymore to be able to look back on that like time capsule. Like, oh, that, then you know I was going through something. You know, you have that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was even gonna say about like the whole COVID stuff. Um, a, a sort of thing we were talking about. Um, yesterday we were in class and we were, it was a group discussion just about like what direction we want to take our animation in. And we were sort of like debating whether we wanted to be in, in like a COVID world or in just like a normal sort of regular non-COVID world. You mean for just your sort of... uh, fictional settings for your shows? Or yeah, for, yeah, for uh, fiction. Oh, okay. No, no. Fiction, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. It's an interesting whole discussion around it. That's really cool. I uh, Animation is always something. I've always wanted to make um, animated content. You know, I love shows like uh, Big Mouth and Family Guy and stuff like that. Uh, and there's, yeah. there's a sort of a, um, like when I, I see animated content on Rizzle and when I see animated content on Rizzle, it's like it really sticks out to me because I'm just like, holy shit. Like they, because like a lot of the Rizzle video is like TikTok, you know, you just see someone like talking, you know, or dancing or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's cool, but it gets a little repetitive. But you see something animated, you're like, oh, 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 shit! I gotta watch that. What's that? What's that? What's that? Yeah, because you can appreciate, you can appreciate the middle work that went into it. Oh yeah, because I yeah. know animation. Like, because when I went to school, I was you'd go to the final film festival at the end of the year, and you see like all the 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 final like animation films, and you know you'd see like a it's like maybe like two minutes long, but it's like that's like hours of like like even if it, if it was live action yeah. or like animation's so hard, and it's um. I mean, to get it at the level like um, like a big mouth or something, I can only imagine how expensive that is, or like how much work that takes, like painstaking, to get it to those yeah, points. For fifteen seconds, um, last semester I was working on like a a solo project. It was a mental health project actually, but um, for fifteen seconds it took me a good like collectively about like three four days wow. collectively. Huh. So like that's just sort of the, the work that sort of that sort of goes into it. Like that's insane. And that's sort of why I'm happy that we're doing group projects now. So you can sort of um split all the roles up and sort of divide the time out between everyone. Yeah. The the other thing is, um I think the pandemic to a degree, it wasn't at first, but it's actually kinda of helped me to see that like solitude is what you have you know it's your life you know like some people talk to me they're like oh i hate being alone it's like well how do you live because like you have to be alone like that's that's what this yeah, is yeah. like it's just your nature it's the nature of life you're alone but of course you can have like friends and interact and stuff but it's like if you can't enjoy your own time uh especially as an artist it's like how do you get shit done you know what i mean how do you have yeah this loneliness or solitude rather is where you have all your productive thoughts that's where you make use and synthesize the knowledge you acquire from interacting with people but art is a social process. You know, you make stuff for other people to see it. You know, you have a vision. You take it from out inside of yourself. That's the solitude. And you relate it to other people. That's the socialization. So having that, like, community to work within, like, must be very beneficial, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's sort of interesting because you can see everyone's um, strengths and weaknesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, especially whenever I was in, like, film, whenever I was studying film. Um. It was it was extremely interesting to see how everyone had like different strengths and weaknesses. Like I would be, you know, the camera operator or um like the cinematographer and someone else would, you know, have your role, like they would sort of be writing the scripts and someone else would be doing sound and you know, it's 
it's that sort of collaborative sort of element that I really enjoy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's specializes in it. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting because um, I guess what, when, before I went to film school, I was like, oh, you know, there's a writer and the director. You know, you don't think about the, 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 the little things, the sound yeah. design. <laughs> the like, Or like also like how vivid uh, like sound production is. So it's like, because I remember uh, when our professor showed us like, you know, like how you can take very crazy things and be like, oh, you can turn that into like this, like different sounds actually, you know, you'd be surprised what you think actually created the sound you hear, you know, you yeah, think it's yeah. a, a fucking horse riding. It's actually like someone dropped a watermelon. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always see videos on like Twitter or or Facebook or anything. Um, It's always like a, they play the sound in the film and then they like recreate it with like, just random fucking household items. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just like, we use <laughs> sugar in a spoon to make an explosion. Wait, what? Holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, and it, it also shows you that it's like, that means it's, it's actually not that expensive because you're like, oh, how do I get like the like cool sounds in my movie? It's like, well, just fucking bang some pots and pans in your dorm room. You know, get creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. It forces you to be like extremely creative with everything. Like it changes how you look at things. Sound yeah. design. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And it's it's interesting because you know it makes you realize that like that's why I like apps like TikTok and stuff because they actually reveal like how how much we've advanced that like it's kind of accessible to anybody. You don't have to have a whole studio. You don't have to have money from investors. You know, you don't have to be like. Yeah. You know, your your dad doesn't have to be like some like powerful. Per- you just have to have a cell phone, which I guess is yeah. you know quite privileged. But like a lot, it's kind of it's it's very common now to have a cell phone that has a camera that can be uploaded to the internet, and you just have that, and just like you can create videos by yourself. You know, like it's so accessible now, and so anyone. Yeah. Can- mm-hmm. I always find myself making excuses though, <clears throat> like <laughs> how so. Because um, that's the whole reason why I started photography. To be honest, I um, I got a DSLR for Christmas okay. in 2017, and I was thinking of like different ways of like I can make films and stuff. And obviously, being a one-man band, it's pretty hard to make a film on your own with no money or anything like that. So yeah. I started. I started just like going more towards photography. And the whole idea behind me doing photography was to like show, sort of showcase what my um, cinema would look like. So at the very, at the very start, I was like shooting through like doors, doorways, and stuff, and sort of like sh- trying to recreate these like cinematic scenes to be able to offer an idea of what I would look like as a f- cinematographer. I see. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, without having to start especially yeah definitely um and that's like that you don't need other people to do yeah 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 but you can also shoot video footage and like you know you not necessarily know what you're gonna do with it um there's a filmmaker who he they asked him like how do you make your movies um and they're very like experimental and like nature focused but he was like they were like how do you do it he's like well i just shoot and I put it away, and eventually I keep shooting stuff, and I start seeing connections, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I, I know what I'm going to do now. And he starts putting the yeah. movies together from that. 
that. He, that's, yeah, he, that's, does, he doesn't even shoot a script. He just does it. Just shoot stuff and see sort of what works. Over yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty interesting. But it is pretty interesting because it's just like, I always thought there's a lot of, you know, I always pre-plan my shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's... yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny because I I actually never pre-plan anything, which is something that I'm I'm actually tr- I'm really trying to make an effort towards now that I'm in like I'm studying a master's in animation. I, I, you you sort of understand like the um reasoning behind why everything's planned, but like previously I was just like I I wouldn't say it's laziness. It's it was just more of like no, nah, it was it was laziness. <laughs> <laughs> but well. Yeah, no, I used to be really reckless with the thing, and I was just like, I was very on the spot, you know what I mean? Like, going to locations and sort of just like seeing what I could do with certain things. Obviously, you would have a story and all sort of develop beforehand, but like in terms of what you were going to shoot, it was just off the cuff. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, I think improvisation and just playing around is a big part of it, though. I feel like it's not necessarily always lazy. Um, yeah, it's also you know, uh, being young, you find your direction over time. You know, uh, I'm definitely yeah. not the same. You know, I I think you know, like people always talk about productivity. It's like productivity doesn't matter; it's purpose. You know, if you have a purpose, you know where you're going, then you'll be productive anyway. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, well, I mean, I'm at the minute. I'm just sort of trying to plan everything out because we're we are in a um in a group at the minute and so i don't know like we haven't really had that chance to be able to like see what like we're all sort of good at and what we're all sort of like as a creator so we're all just sort of like i think we're all just sticking to like plan and stuff at the minute and you know you're not really trying to create the same amount of content that maybe you would if you're not like really trying to collaborate the same way you would if you were in person yeah, yeah, because you don't really know what people are and like all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always try things. I don't know, just like pull like the since I started making stuff for Rizzle, uh, Rizzle offers um, these like free master classes, and they have it with like top notch acting classes taught by like Marcy Smolin, uh, who taught like mm-hmm. Taylor Lautner and stuff, and uh, they have uh, Nicolo Aid who did like. He used to run uh, classes at like a big improv theater in New York City, and um, Tom Woodley, who did the Dosakis commercials, and so taking like these top-notch classes, and then you have all these students in the classes, and so I start like emailing them. I'm like, oh, here's my email, and they email back, and so like you know, you can do all these collaborations socially distant. They're like in states that I've never even visited before, and I'm definitely not gonna see them anytime soon in person. But so I would say, like, maybe like try emailing different people, see what collaborations you can get going despite social distance. You know, you can maybe, yeah, do a lot of stuff without seeing them technically. It's, it's I've actually, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I've thought even like less of like, um, making films and like less of like actual filmmaking, but I was thinking about like doing stuff like this on stereo where like, because I've, of a lot of like creative followers and like a, like creative connections, so what I'm sort of thinking is like starting pretty pretty similar to what you're doing, just starting like a show up and just talking about you know, you know creativity and filmmaking and stuff. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I would love to do this again, and I would check out your other shows too. This is pretty cool. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dinner's actually <laughs> nearly ready. Um, all right. So, so I hop off. Yeah, I think I'm gonna bounce. But like, I, I once again, I would love to do this another time and um, talk a lot more. Yeah, of course. It's it was very good to know you, and uh, I'll be reaching out. And uh, I don't know, would you be open to possibly collaborating on a Rizzle video with some type of animation, maybe when you when you have more free time? Yeah, 100% man, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'll be in, I'll be in touch with that, and we'll be doing, we'll schedule another talk. I'll, I'll hit you a message on Instagram, all right? Enjoy your dinner. Definitely, man. You too, man. Cheers. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.